0: As I headed back down the hall to the elevator, it wasn't long before I sensed a familiar presence rushing up behind me. Why do you hang around with these dummies, Sarah? Anna asked. They aren't even close to figuring out what's going on. My patience with Anna's jibes wore thin. And I suppose you are, I snorted. I was so angry that it didn't occur to me until after I spoke to check for anyone within earshot. Fortunately, I was alone. Well, mostly alone. Well, yeah, kind of. More than them, for sure. In a low voice, I hissed. So why don't you enlighten us, Nancy Drew? Don't need to, she responded cheerfully. You already know everything you need to follow up on your own. I stopped walking. Anna kept prancing down the hall past me. The symbol, I realized. Yep. I rushed to catch up with her. What does it mean? Anna only shrugged. How should I know, she asked. I'm you, remember?" Funny, I don't remember being this irritating, I muttered, pressing the elevator button. But while we're on the subject, I have to ask, why now? I stopped believing in you years ago. Why are you suddenly back in my head? Anna gawked at me with sad puppy-dog eyes. You stopped? She sniffled. You stopped believing in me? And then she suddenly burst into crocodile tears you don't love me anymore. Oh, for the love of. The elevator arrived with a ding, and I hastily hopped into the car and closed the doors behind me. There was no way I was sticking around while a figment of my imagination had a meltdown, even if it was just a put-on. Oh, yeah, I was in fine shape to try to convince a psychiatrist that I wasn't crazy. No, ma'am, no problems here. Dr. Frost's office was three floors down. By the time the elevator approached the fifth floor, Anna was beside me again, smiling once more. It's okay, she reassured. I forgive you. How wonderful, I replied dryly. So now where are we going? I have to see the department psychiatrist. Somehow I have to convince this person that I'm not schizophrenic, having psychotic hallucinations, or on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. Anna mused for a moment in silence as we descended another floor. Yeah, she said finally. I don't know what that means. Can we go for ice cream later like we used to? Something in me snapped. I think it was due to Anna's reference to the way things were. As much as I enjoyed her company during my childhood, her presence now constituted a major, possibly catastrophic disruption in my life. I needed to nip this in the bud if I hoped ever to have a chance at a normal life again. I slammed the emergency stop button on the elevator. We came to a grinding halt with the ring of alarm bells. Wow, Anna shouted with glee. Neat, I didn't know you could do that. Why are you doing this to me? I demanded to know. Why now? I was just fine after you left. For the first time in my life, nobody's looking at me like I'm a complete loon. I didn't miss you at all. My voice trembled a bit at this last statement, but I was determined not to show it on my face. Anna's response was a mother's caress. It seemed out of place coming from this rambunctious child. We both know that's not really true, she countered. You did miss me, especially after your mother died. Believe me, Sarah, if I could have been there to comfort you, I would have. At the mention of my mother's death, I suddenly flashed on that strange vision of her body tumbling down the river bank. The memory tinged my sadness with newly stoked anger and determination. Lacking a real target to focus my wrath, Anna found herself on the receiving end of my fury. So where were you? I snapped. I looked for you. I spent months looking for you, but you never came back. You weren't even there for the funeral. You just abandoned me. Never! Sarah, I would never leave you, she cried. I was always by your side, every moment of every day. I guess you just chose not to see me anymore."